Hello, hello, hello! You're listening to Big Easy Ideas, a podcast that features live recordings from New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and builds connections at the intersection of innovation and culture. New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, or NOE as the locals like to call it, is an annual event across the city of New Orleans every March and is a celebration of startups, innovation, entrepreneurship, and what's next. Learn more and check out ways to get involved at neworleansentrepreneurweek.org or noew.org. And now, on to today's episode. I'm Charlotte Piper, Director at Osher Ventures, an innovation and investment group at Oshner Health. In today's episode of Big Easy Ideas, Health Tech Season, presented by Oshner Health, we're throwing back to the archives. The conversation you're about to hear was recorded at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week 2021, which, due to the pandemic, consisted of a series of virtual talks and panels broadcast from New Orleans's legendary music venue, Tipitina's. That year, Oshner Health and Noe teamed up to present an evening of talks on the topic of corporate innovation. In this conversation, you'll hear from Christina Wallace, serial entrepreneur and senior lecturer of entrepreneurial management at Harvard Business School, on mutual benefit and cooperation between startups and large corporations. She lays out several examples of successful corporate startup cooperation and gives some key advice to players on both sides. Thanks for listening. I'm Christina Wallace, and I'm a senior lecturer at Harvard Business School, where I teach entrepreneurial management. But before I joined the faculty at HBS, I was a serial entrepreneur, and I was the head of growth at a company called Bionic that built startup ecosystems inside of large organizations. And over my time at uh, Bionic, I have constantly been asked this question, can startups and corporates play well together? And my answer is unequivocally, yes. My time at Bionic was able to work with dozens of Fortune 500s, building these internal startup ecosystems, helping them build startups of their own, as well as partner and, uh, and work with startups. And one of the things that we learned and captured in our book, New to Big, with my co-author, David Kidder, is focused on an in, a startup interface that place where the company and the startups have the ability to speak the same language and work at the same speed, which is crucial for success in partnerships, creative acquisitions, all of the ways that startups and, part- and corporates need to work well. So I want to talk through three models that I've seen work really well at this intersection of startups and corporates. The first is when you can leverage the corporate's proprietary gifts to scale something already in market that a startup has success with. The second is learning and leveraging from each other's strengths via a partnership, where it's about more than just financial success. And the third is about solving a problem together that neither the startup nor the corporate could solve alone. We're going to dig into all three of those today. 
The first model, leveraging a corporate's proprietary gifts to scale something in market. One of my favorite examples of this is General Mills and their in investment group, 301 Inc. One of their examples was a partnership they did with Beyond Meat. It's this fabulously innovative product in the food space, a brand new idea, building meat in a lab <laughs> that tastes just like real meat. And the startup had great success in creating the product. But to take it to market, to scale it with customers, it, it really could use that back end that General Mills is known for and trusted by consumers for. So 301 Inc. was able to partner with Beyond Meat on product development, on supply chain, channel development, getting into retailers, and in marketing. And as a result, it was able to accelerate the growth of Beyond Meat far beyond what Beyond Meat would, would have been able to build on its own. Now, 301 Inc. did not buy Beyond Meat. It was not absorbed into General Mills. It went on to IPO, and it was financially successful on both sides. But being able to do a partnership where they leveraged the platform that General Mills had accessible to them was what made this so successful. A second example of uh, looking beyond financial metrics is Model 2, where you're really focused on learning from each other. Nordstrom is one of my favorite examples of this. They are famous for partnering with uh, and, and stocking these direct-to-consumer brands that have a rabid fan base. They have a close relationship with their customer, a clear point of view, and a really loyal following. Now, back in 2012, when Nordstrom was first talking with Bonobos about doing a partnership like this, Bonobos had a few guide shops, but they didn't really have much of a brick-and-mortar retail presence. So they would certainly be benefiting from having that footprint that Nordstrom had nationally. But Nordstrom, when they first started looking at this, was thinking distribution deal. But digging underneath a little realized that there was a lot they could learn from Bonobos, from how they did their email marketing, the quirky YouTube videos they built beyond functional fashion. They had this relationship with their customer that Nordstrom really wanted to learn about. So ultimately, they crafted this partnership to be one of mutual learning beyond just the uh, financial success of distributing Bonobos clothes. And Nordstrom has gone on to do this repeatedly with many other brands. So it's clearly a model that is working well for them. The third model is one I really love. And it's where the startup and the corporate partner together to solve a problem that neither of them could do on their own. And I think one of my favorite examples of this is New York's Transit Tech Lab. Now, they issued these challenges uh, one of them, here's a great example. How can we reduce traffic by improving coordination at the curb? So they pulled together different, uh, different startups, different partners to say, how can all of us focus on this issue? In New York City, we have lots of congestion right at the curb. How can we improve coordination there? And what I love about this model is they started with procurement like the least sexiest thing you could think about when it comes down to partnerships, innovation, new entrepreneurship, they started with procurement. And here's why that matters. In government, <laughs> procurement is 
is awful. It's onerous. It's prescriptive. It has all of these hurdles that small companies will never survive. It's also incompatible with a lot of the digital cloud technologies that startups build on. So for them to really succeed at this, they needed to start at that bottleneck that was going to prevent startups from being able to partner with the transit tech lab. So they issued an open challenge statement focusing on an outcome and they went out and specifically invited companies to apply and they lowered the stakes. This is an eight week project and we want structured data, standard formats. So at the end of these eight weeks, the government is not locked into any particular vendor. So they cleared those hurdles from the beginning to say, we're going to find, again, this interface where we can partner together and not be so onerous in one direction or another that this partnership becomes unfeasible. The second thing they did, they took a customer-centric perspective. So transit riders, I'm one of them. We don't care that there's the PATH train, the MTA runs the subway, then we have uh, taxis that have a different organization. All these different groups are, are responsible for a portion of my commute. But what I care about is getting from point A to point B. And if that requires a taxi, a bike, a scooter, a bus, a train, I don't care. I just need it to work. So they brought all of those organizations to the table. That's what the Transit Tech Lab was about. It wasn't just one organization, one company. They brought all of the relevant constituencies to the table to create this team, staffed across all of these agencies to co-own the rider's problem and to collaborate to fix them. And they made it very clear to the startups that they were partnering with that they were platform agnostic. They didn't care how they solved it. They just wanted a solution. So here's how to think about this from the startup's point of view. How can startups prepare for working with corporates? I really want to emphasize this for any of the startups in the room. A bad partnership with a corporate could kill you. And so I, I, I want you to have this mindset from the beginning First off, a deal is not done until it's signed. No matter how many meetings you take, how excited they are, until that, that contract is signed, and crucially, the money is in your bank account, this is not a done deal. Secondly, um, don't split your company into two in order to build one version of a product or one solution for this partnership and then still try to run your company over here. If the partnership isn't aligned with the strategy that you have, the company you're building, the future of the product that you're interested in, in bringing to market, this is going to be worse than not doing the partnership at all. Because the bottom line, I know it's hard to say no to a Fortune 500 partnership or strategic investment, but it is the quickest way to kill your company if you're not aligned with who you want to be when you grow up. Now, a pep talk for the corporates in the room. How can you get ready to work with startups? This brings us back to that model three, the example with the transit tech lab. You need to create a minimum viable sandbox for procurement, legal, marketing, and IT. Look, the rigorous processes and the procedures you've developed over decades, they make sense to protect your company. I understand that. I do, but 
a small startup will not survive that process. It, it takes too long. It requires too many hurdles, particularly for the tiny little, uh, you know, molecule of an experiment or a partnership that you're developing. Those 30, 60, 100 page T's and C's, those are for much bigger partnerships with much bigger stakes. Lower the stakes and simplify the process because whether or not you like it, if you don't do this, teams are going to find ways around these processes. I've seen a, a corporate partner, shall remain nameless, who literally in trying to do a partnership with a startup, couldn't access Google Docs through their company firewall. And so in order to do this work, they would go into the parking garage and tether their computer with their phone in order to get off of the company Wi-Fi and access Google Docs because it was blocked by the firewall. They're still going to do it, whether or not you allow it. So instead, find a way for them to do it under the terms that you are comfortable with. And again, lower the stakes. I worked with one CEO partner that legal was tying them up in, uh, in all of these requirements for the startup partnership they wanted to do. And the CEO finally said, honestly, what's the worst case that could happen here? And legal said, well, we could get sued. And he said, okay, how much do you think we would be liable for if we were to get sued? Like quantify the risk for me. And legal put some numbers together and the CEO said, I can afford that. I'm comfortable with that because the amount of time we're spending on this process costs more to me than the risk, the expected value of that risk in case something were to go wrong. If that number increases, you let me know and we'll revisit this conversation. But for right now, I'm fine with that. So the bottom line here, think about what you're going to fight for and what you can feasibly relax or get creative with in order to work at the speed and cost of startups. That's what's going to make this partnership successful. So in the end, I offer you three takeaways, the ABCs of startup and corporate collaboration. First, Articulate your partnership strategy. Why are you doing this on both sides, startup and corporate? Why are we doing this? What is our end goal here? Be very clear and make sure it is consistent with the other work you're doing, that you're not twisting yourself into knots in order to pull this off, just so that you get a little bit of a PR bump. Secondly, be customer-centric in deciding what is in and out of scope. Because ultimately, who is this for? Think back to the Transit Tech Lab. Bring everyone around the table that might be relevant, even if they're on different teams. Keep the customer at the core. And thirdly, get creative. Be nimble with enabling functions. Do not let good intentions kill opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Big Easy Ideas. Big Easy Ideas is produced by The Idea Village, a nonprofit accelerator that supports startups and cultivates entrepreneurial talent in New Orleans and the greater Gulf South region. By visiting ideavillage.org, you can learn more about how to turn your idea into a thriving business and how to turn your business into a high growth startup. You can also learn more about opportunities to invest in startups 
ways to mentor, partner, and support local industry-leading companies. You might also find a job in our region's thriving tech and startup community. The idea is, it takes a village. So visit ideavillage.org to explore how to get involved in the Gulf South's rapidly growing entrepreneurial ecosystem. The music for Big Easy Ideas is by the Young Fellas Brass Band from their new album, Block Party, which is available now on all streaming platforms. You can find the Young Fellas Brass Band on the streets of New Orleans and at their website, youngfellasbrassband.com. That's fellas with a Z, young F-E-L-L-A-Z brassband.com. And of course, we want to give a special thank you to all of the sponsors of New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, in addition to the year-round donors and supporters of the Idea Village, who make this work possible and keep this content accessible to all. And finally, thank you for listening. We can't wait to see you down in the Big Easy. Until next time.